Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 8 a.m. book club call, <laughs> 8 a.m. Eastern, almost at 7. 8 a.m. Eastern book club call. We do this call every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, and 5 a.m. Pacific time. Um, that's P-A-C-I-F-I-C, not specific, but Pacific time, which is, you know, I love to say Seattle, you know, because we had a few people on at one point. <laughs> during the weekday on our mindset calls, but it was too early for them, I think. So they just listen to the replay now. But, um, man, uh, I enjoy this call. This is the call of the week for me, the book club call. Uh, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, whether it's, you know, Spotify, um, Breaker, iTunes, Apple, uh, it's not a podcast, even though we're on a podcast platform. We actually load this book club call. You can tell by the quality of it. I don't have the booming mics and, the, you know, my voice doesn't sound like I'm in a studio and all that kind of stuff uh, because I'm not. I'm just on the phone. <laughs> uh, but we load it on there so it's easy access to get to so people who listen to this call can go back and listen to it over and over and over because we know that repetition is the key to learning. So you got to have easy access to grab all of these book clubs and mindset calls that we do. So we load them on the uh, on the podcast platform on 16 different ones. If you just put in Tony Fleming and mindset, it'll come up. So that's why if you stumbled across this, that's why. Um, but man, you know we know that uh, this stuff needs to be heard on a daily basis, on a regular basis, because our thoughts are so important to our success. It's how we think late at night before we go to, go to bed, early in the morning when we wake up, in the middle of the day, <laughs> you know. But it's, uh, you know, it's so important to only think about you on two occasions. It's day and night, huh? <laughs> but I'm just saying we got to get our thoughts right. Books help with that, you know, because we were programmed at an early age from the womb to age seven, and if we grew up in a poor or middle-class neighborhood, when we're talking about finances now and trying to change our life financially, it's hard because those things that were programmed in us early, like rich people are evil, it's still there for a lot of us. We don't realize that. We don't know why we act the way we act, but it's some stuff buried deep down inside of us from the womb to age seven that we never addressed. And that's what we're trying to do on this book club call is address those things. Um, so, you you know, that's why we get putting you on the podcast platform so you can easily go back and and uh, listen to these, um, these these replays and things of that sort. So, but we also have a replay on the conference call, and that replay number is seven one two four three two ten eighty five seven one two four three two ten eighty five, which is the same pin code you dialed in on seven eight three three five seven pound. So you can go back today right after the call and listen to it. You know, all weekend, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, all day Sunday, then Monday. It probably won't be loaded on the podcast until probably Monday. I don't know, something like that. But it will be there. So you can go back and listen to the replay. And I'm telling you, the key is repetition, folks, and taking notes. and apply. I know in the beginning, and I know some of you all who have been around for a while still hadn't done that. Now, it could be two things. There's a belief system that says, it's no use of me doing that. That's what we call the... Uh, that's what we call the fixed mindset, and that fixed mindset just says to you all the time, that's your thoughts that feed you and say, well, you don't need to do that because that ain't going to help you. Why are you doing that, man? That ain't going to help you. That's a fixed mindset. 
But that growth mindset is what we're working on. That growth mindset is if I keep doing this stuff and I keep taking notes and I keep applying, I go and I'm doing what 99% of people won't do, I can't help but win. It's hanging on my wall right now. I just placed it like this on my Facebook page yesterday, last night. You know, in order to become that one percenter, you must do what the 99% won't do. And you have to be that self-starter to do it. So, man, like I can't call you every day and say, go back and listen to the replay or go back. You have to be that person, and you have to do it until you win. See, a lot of people, well, how long do I do it? It's like when people say, well, how long do I have to read books, Tony? Well, until you want to read books. Until you can't wake up in the morning, you just, as soon as you wake up, you're ready to read books. Then you can start reading. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that's, just, that's just how it is. You have to do things until you get to a point to where you love it. Then you don't have to do it anymore because you're going to do it anyway. But success comes when you do repetition, man. you just like somebody working out in the gym. You know, you can't just go and look at yourself, you know, one day in the mirror. That's, people go work out, then look in the mirror. Oh, no, no, no. It's a while before you look in that mirror. You got to keep doing some things, you know, the same way over and over and over. And listen to that clip this morning with Tony Robbins, man. It just, you know, when he said, and we've been playing this forever, that, you know, he was ancient enough to be, you know, be around before the Internet and how he used to go to the library and read. And that something just hit me with that this morning. It just kind of, it was like refreshing almost to, to know that, you know, we used to get in the car and actually drive to the library and then, you know, and read. Go get books and go somewhere in the corner and actually read. That was, now some people say, well, that's too much of a headache, Tony. I mean, you, you literally got in the car. You know how people say about blockbuster video? <laughs> you mean y'all literally got in the car and drove down to the store and literally walked through the store looking for movies? What? <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, that was the fun part. You know, that was to, to see if you can get the move before somebody else get it. Or, uh, you know, going to the library for me was, you know, I remember in college I used to go and, you know, walk across campus, go to the library, and find me a corner spot upstairs somewhere and, uh, you know, do what I needed to do. And, it, you know, it put me in a – now, I'm not saying it's, it's – I'm not saying that, it, that the easy access to it is a bad thing, but I'm just saying – Certain things that we do now, we forget how kind of refreshing it was before that. I guess I'm put it that way. I know. Maybe I'm saying it the wrong way. But all right, so let's get started this morning. I think uh, one thing I want to emphasize is that the uh, the book is probably, I would say, so far the most talked about out of all the books we've had so far. I mean, I'm talking about from you guys. Now, a lot of you guys I don't hear from anyway when it comes to the book club. So I just pray every night and every morning that you guys are reading, you know, and, and taking notes and all. I just, you know, pray. <laughs> Lord, I hope they're reading. hope they're not a part of the I just bought my book book club. <laughs> I hope they're reading. So I don't know. But now I've been getting, you know, text messages and people talking about it. And I'm like, wow, okay. That's pretty cool. So maybe the next book, we're going to have to do the same thing with us. So i got to make sure. Because remember, this book was referred to me by Jackie. So if y'all got another book y'all want to refer, if anybody got a book they want to refer, let me check it out then. And let's see what it's all about. We'll check it out and see, you know, um, 
And, you know, never know. It might be the book that we go with. All right? Ready? Let's go. Warren Buffett once said, the more you learn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Earn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom. You're trying to learn how to read. You're trying to escape. Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. Blog Talk Book Club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. So I know I got a uh, a book. I mean, I got a boot camp member on today. I know she's there because the other two are actually up in Philly. So I didn't even call them because I know what they're going to say. Oh, uh, um, you know, no more. I'm uh, I can't. I really can't do that right now because I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm in Philly, so I can't really, you know, so. Well, I knew one of them was going to say that. I don't know about the other, so I'm not going to put I'm not going to put words in the mouth of the other. But I know my uh, little problem child would have said, uh, "No, I can't. I'm just, I'm, I'm driving. I'm just, <laughs> I digress. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry." <laughs> All right, ma'am, so are you there? Yes, sir. Yeah, hit, yeah, hit that little thing that takes you off mute. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. So you there? Yes, sir. All right, good. Good, cool. All right, so um, we're going to talk about today the uh, self-management sequence you know, which is chapter eight in the book. And I know some of y'all, you should be finished. Like I said, I've been going super slow uh, in the book here, at least on Saturdays. You know, I've read the book also. I finished it, but I'm coming back and going super slow through the book for, for some people. And I think we're going to be on this book for a minute. Yeah, we will be on for a minute. So uh, let's talk about it. So it says here, there's a natural process by which success or failure in managing or controlling our lives take place. The process consists of a sequence of steps. If we are aware of what the steps are, we can improve our chance and accelerate our advances. If we are not aware of what is causing our success 
or foiling it, we end up in the mercy of chance. Life is not a matter of luck or fortune. We are not playing our lives out at a gaming table. If we leave our lives up to chance, chances are we will fail. So that is because success is always the result of something else, something that leads us up to it. Now we know that there are times when it looks like something good that happens is just an accident. I don't know how that happens. It's an accident. But there are those who would argue that, and I'm one of them, that nothing ever happens by accident. And, you know, that everything that occurs in our lives does so because of what we mentally create to happen. Mentally, our thoughts. I was on the phone late night with a young lady last night, and we were talking about that. And I kept saying, you know, I kept going back to her saying, look, this thing is all mindset. It's 95%. It's how you thinking. Late at night, what are you thinking mentally? What are you thinking in the morning when you wake up? What are you, you can know everything to say, but what are you thinking? Because your thoughts will hold you up or your thoughts will move you forward. Your thoughts late at night will say to you, why are you doing this? Why, what do you think you're doing? You think you're going to get in a book club in the morning and read? How is that going to help you? Just sitting there reading them books? Nobody, that ain't going to help you. You know, you need a customer. You need to do this. You need to do that. Why are you doing that? You're wasting your time. See, that's a that's a, a thought that probably takes most people out. Because you're going to get those thoughts like that, especially, again, if you grew up in a poor or middle-class neighborhood, those things were programmed in you, and you don't. A lot of us don't realize, I don't care how old we are, because we went on in life, and we got our, our degrees, or we got our good job, or we got whatever, and we just assume that we have erased those thoughts that are programmed. No, they're still there. We haven't addressed, addressed them at all. So they're still, they're waiting on you to get ready to go to bed at night or wake up in the morning or in the middle of the day while they're waiting to, to attack you and say, look at you, look at, you know, look at these other people that are having success, and they're way ahead of you, and what are you doing? See, those, that's what takes you out at night. That's what takes you out of the business. That's what kills you. You can learn all the stuff that you need to say. You can have a helium head full of knowledge, a script, or everything. That will not fight those thoughts late at night or early in the morning or during the middle of the day. Having that will not stop uh, negative Nancy who's in, the, in your head from attacking you. But what will stop negative Nancy or what will block her temporarily is something you read in one of these books or something you heard on a call or something that you heard that you saw on a video, something that dealing with your mindset and understanding that successful people go through this. That's the thought. Cause see, now you can say to negative Nancy late at night before you go to bed, look, fool, I ain't listening to you. I'm on my own path. I'm on my own. I'm, I'm taking my own. See, some people take the elevator. My path was the stairs. So get get behind me, fool. Y'all y'all might call, you know, negative Nancy the devil or whatever you want to do. You can call it what you want, but she ain't going nowhere. She going to keep coming back and keep coming back, and you got to be ready for her to attack her. You got to know that that's going to happen to you. See, a lot of folks who think that if they got all the answers and the scripts and they know what to say, that that's going to save them, uh-uh. You know, negative Nancy and, and uh, you know, and the rest of the crew that you got in your head, they laugh at the, they laugh at the script. They think, okay, go ahead. Again, am I telling you not to have that? No, you should have a script. You should be prepared. for. Uh, you should have every answer in your head. 
but it's, that's not, you know, I'm talking about when you're talking to a customer or a potential prospect. You should have every answer, come back. But that's not what's going to do it. It's, it's how you're thinking mentally. It says, you know, everything that occurs in our lives does so because of what we mentally create to happen. Most of what seems to happen to you happens because of you. Woo! Man, I'm standing up in the church pulpit with my arms folded looking at you. It happens because of you. It happens because of me. Not anybody else, you know. Not any, you know, it happens because of you or me. It's us. Something you created, something I created, directed, watch this, influence and allowed to happen. We create the movies in our mind. We create the thoughts that happen to us. We the director, we influence it, and we allow it to happen. No, no, it's got to be something else. It's somebody else. No, it's us. Because we let those thoughts sit in our head for a while. You know, negative Nancy sit up there, and you don't, you don't have a retaliation for negative Nancy. You just, because if you're not working on your mindset, and when, you know, when ne- negative Nancy hit or, or uh, Slick Susie or, you know, whatever, See, you don't have anything to come back with, you know. See, I, you know, I, I know that successful people have gone through all kind of stuff. You know, you know why? Because I read them. See, most of us don't know successful people, so we don't know what they've gone through. You just think it just happens. But I, I got a, a bunch of books that I've read of all successful people. When I didn't know anybody, and you know, successful, they became my friends. The books, so I just read them, and I knew that you know John H. Johnson went through this. I knew. That, you know, everybody that I read about went through those thoughts late at night. John C. Maxwell went through those thoughts late at night. Even your boy y'all, that y'all love, T.D. Jakes, went through those thoughts late at night. You can say, well, you know, he prayed. Up. Yeah, I'm not telling you not to do that. You should do that too. <laughs> but you should also load yourself with some thoughts that has something to do with what you're doing currently. You know, I know that for a fact that anybody successful had to go through those same things. For some reason, most people don't think that. Well, not some reason. I know why. Because first of all, most people do not have successful friends, and so and most people do not read leadership and mindset books that talk about that. So most folks automatically think that successful people just happen to be successful. They didn't go through all that process. They didn't. They didn't. And the reason I'm going through all this because I just ain't gonna win them. You know, my dad wasn't no good. My mom wasn't no good. So I ain't no. I'm not a winner. I don't know. <laughs> That's what we think. He says, "Let's take your personal success or failures on average. Whether you're examining your smaller everyday achievements or the bigger monthly or yearly." success by and large on the average those achievements and success were not accidental they were the result of something else the same is true of those things that you didn't uh that that didn't work out so well on the average the, fa- the failures too were the results of something else and there's something else in most cases whether you succeeded or failed was you <laughs> was you it was you no, it wasn't. It was it was the company. No, it wasn't. It was 
it was the product. No, it wasn't. It was the mailman. No, it wasn't. It was uh, the people on my team. No, it wasn't. It was <laughs> no, 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 no. Something you did or did not do was the cause of that success or failure. Now, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that there's not a lot of isms, you know, from sexism to racism and all that's happening. I'm not saying that. I know that's for a fact. But I also know that if it's going to be, it's up to me, that we have to work through all those things. Because all those things happen to everybody. We have to work through those things. We know that. All right, self-management sequence. The five steps that can tr- control our success or failure. Number one, behavior. The step that most directly controls our success or failure is our behavior. What we do or do not do. Behavior means our actions, how we act. What we do each moment of, the, of each day will determine whether or not we will be successful that moment of that day in anything that we do. The right series of the right actions will always end up making things work better than the wrong series of the wrong actions. In most cases, if you do the right thing, you're going to achieve the right results. Watch this. This step involves even the simplest level of behavior. As example, if you like your job, do the right thing at the right time and keep and keep at it. There's a good chance that your job will do well for you. If, on the other hand, you do not like your work and do things that work against you in your job, it won't work as well for you. Let's use another example. If a student in school refuses to study, never pays attention, and misses a lot of classes, all behavior, remember, behavior is the step that most directly controls our success, will be the student well, with, with the students that do well in school, probably not. They won't if you do that. Same thing in this business, same thing in life, same thing in success. If you're not doing the things because you refuse to do the things that you're supposed to do that we suggest, no way. But here's one, one thing that I like to emphasize, that when you do these things, you must continue to do them, and you must plant those seeds early or the, the things that are happening to us right now were seeds that were planted six months ago or a year ago or two years ago. What happens to us now doesn't come from what, ha- what happened this morning. It comes from six months ago or a year ago. And what's going to happen to us six months from now, guess what, has to do with what we're doing right now. So, so if we're reading right now and doing the steps that we're supposed to do in our business and whatever we're doing, you know, you, you will probably see the success from it six months from now, maybe. Miss uh, Lavonda, did you understand that part of it when you got started, or, do you, or did you not understand that, or did you not think about that, or do you still not understand that, or do you understand it? I definitely didn't even think about it in the beginning, uh, but it's very clear to me now. Um, I think we were having a conversation early in the week or last week when we were talking about making the contact for my business. Even though I started out making the contact and I did the action, my thoughts were not there. So it still kind of affected my my behavior and the way I talk to people about my business. So I could talk to people about my business and make the contact. But if I have a negative thought about it, 
seeing that affected my results, and I didn't realize that. Wow. That was powerful what you just said, for real. And now, LaVonda, I'm going to tell you, she's a person that's uh, introvert to herself. <laughs> she she doesn't like to mingle a lot with people. So if any of y'all sitting there saying, I know for a fact, um, she is, um, you know, she can be good. Never talking to anybody. <laughs> but you can't be good in business like that. You can't get, you can't have success by doing that. You know, you have to, you know how people say, I, I love, uh, I think that was a, uh, what's the guy that does the uh, radio show about finances? Because we got a clip with him. Dave uh, Ramsey? I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, Dave Ramsey. Okay, go ahead. Boy, you'll you be on point. Dave Ramsey. The Dave Ramsey said that, you know, when people, he was talking to people, and people said, well, well Dave, that ain't me. He said, well, change and make it you. <laughs> he said, make it you then. You got to make it you. So when people say, well, I'm not like that, well, if you want to have success, become like that. We're not saying change who you are personality-wise or whatever you're doing. And maybe you might have to do that also. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying Certain things we can change if we want to, but a lot of times we put that out and say we can't do that. You know, when you said, okay, I started talking to people, but my thoughts still weren't there. You know, that's the three for three. You got to have the thoughts, the feeling, and the action. So you could talk to people all day, but if your thoughts are, and what were your thoughts? It ain't going to work, or why am I doing this, or what? I'm getting on these people's nerves. They don't want this stuff. Ain't nobody going to respond. Right. Why am I doing this? Right. So if you if you if you doing that doing the numbers and the calls, but that's what's going on in your head, it's difficult for you to win. You got to catch yourself with that and say, wait a minute. You know, got to start talking to yourself and make sure you clear your head as you go along. Now, like the discussion I said last night, <laughs> she said, well, what do you mean by it's simple but not easy? That is simple but not easy because, guess what, we got to battle thoughts that we've had over our whole life, you know what I'm saying? And, again, if we grew up in a poor and middle-class neighborhood, because some people think middle-class was, you know, like some like, you know, you, like you're the you know, top of the echelon or something. <laughs> like we, we bragged about that. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it was the worst, but I'm still saying that thought process of middle-class and the poor if we got that thought process, we're still dealing with a lot of negativity that's going on in our head, that's, especially when it comes to making money. Because that's the thought process of the poor and the middle class is, you know, money and everything, and, you know, you, 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 you chasing money. and you know, Man, to have that kind of thought process in your head, you'll never have money. Imagine if you said that to your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You ain't everything. I don't know I'm hanging around you. Man, trust me, they won't be around long. And if that's our thought process, you can that can easily be picked up. So to change those things, and then that's the thing that has to be worked on on a daily basis. It just don't happen like that. You know, you got to go through that whole process of doing it, doing it and doing it and doing it and catching on and doing it some more. I tell you, it's just it's 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 some things that have to be worked on on a daily basis. So, all right. So, um, 
if that student behaves in a way that says, I don't like being where I am, his or her behavior will ultimately cause a problem. The good grades won't show up, and if something doesn't change, eventually neither will the student. So if we're doing stuff that we I don't really like doing. That I don't want to. You don't understand how that affects you. The same is true for your home life. If you don't like where you are in your home life, what will you do? If you if you are like the most of us in, in one way or another, your behavior or actions will alert those around you that you are unhappy. The result would be an unhappy home life, or at minimum, you would have to live with disagreements, arguments, and unhappiness in one form or another. On the other hand, if your actions are those that work for you instead of against you, the likelihood is that these things around you will have a better chance of working for you instead of against you. But it goes far beyond that, how you manage yourself. What do you do? How you act each and every moment, every word you speak, uh, motions you make, actions you take or do not take will determine how well anything in your life works for you. It does not take a wizard to tell us that when we do the right things, there will always be a better chance that things will work better for us when we do the wrong things. So, but why do we do what we do? Why do we not do the things that we we know that we should and so often say and do things that we know we should not? What makes us do what we do? What do we ever, I mean, why do we ever do anything that works against us instead of always doing exactly which works for us? It is because we don't know any better. No, we usually know what's right and, and wrong. The reason we don't heed even our own advice is because of something else that affects, directs, influences, or controls all of us and all of our actions. That's something that makes us do what we do is called our feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. That's what we say. <laughs> Thoughts, <laughs> feelings, and action. Every action we take is for, I know y'all like when I say that. Don't, don't you like that, LaVon? <laughs> uh, not, not really. <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on. All right. So <laughs> every action we take is first filtered through our feelings. How we feel about something will always determine or affect what we do and how well we do it. If we feel good or positive about something, we will behave more positively about it. Now, this is the thing about that where we say um, if we feel good about it, then we're going to behave more positively. That's like when people say, I, you know, I heard this before, well, Tony, as soon as, soon as folks start making money and then they'll feel good about it and then they're going to really, you know, behave like they should behave as soon as they start making money. But what's the problem with that statement, LaVonda? Most of the time the thoughts are still there, and they're just going to come back. Okay, that's that's one answer. That's not the one I'm looking for. Think about it again. I don't know. What's the problem with the statement that says, uh, Tony, as soon as people start making money, then they're going to start feeling good oh, about their uh, business. You got to feel good about it from the beginning, otherwise. Right. <laughs> so you can, <laughs> you got to start feeling good about it first. You can't, you can't right. wait till you make, it's like soon as the, soon as the fire starts burning in the fireplace, then I'm going to put my jacket and hat on and go outside and chop some wood and put it in there. 
But that's the way we yeah. that's program. That's the way we program. Right. That's that's what we think. It's supposed to be like that. And it's like that's the part that when I say when people say well it's simple but it's not easy because the reason it's not easy you got to deal with those thoughts you had. That's why that we say to do the affirmations and you know how uncomfortable that is. At least when you first start doing it, it might be still uncomfortable for people because you're saying things against the thoughts that you have. You know you 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 you're saying things that are super positive and the thoughts that you have have not been there like that. And you got to keep saying them and saying them and then, you know, uh, to get that belief right to where you start feeling good about what you're doing. You know, where you start believing, even though you hadn't seen anything, you got to start believing it, you know, before it happens. That's why we say you got to see it in your life in order for you to see it. And that's so difficult, though, and it don't feel good. It don't, it right. don't feel good. <laughs> frustrating, <laughs> you know, you it, but, and that's what made me realize that I was doing that and had to change it because of how I was feeling, and I, and I had to inventory what I was thinking, because people think that your feelings just come out of nowhere, they're coming from what you're thinking, and so mm-hmm. I realized that, but it's so hard to work on that, you don't feel good, you just want to go turn on the TV, like you say, eat some ice cream, <laughs> And right. just give up and be like, okay, you don't want to feel bad, but you have to push through that. Right, and, it, and it's a it's a it's a fight that you have to deal with in your head every day and every night. Most people don't want to admit it, but that fight is there, man. When you're at home by yourself, or you or you're home with your family, whatever you're doing, those thoughts that have been there for years. That's why we say that the wealthy a lot of times stay wealthy and get you know they develop more wealthy people because their thoughts are different than the thoughts of the poor and the middle class. Because if you grew up in a wealthy neighborhood and a wealthy family and you had generations of wealth, you just assume that's what it's supposed to be. Just like a person who grew up in a poor neighborhood and has generations of being poor, I don't care a lot of thoughts that you try to have, those thoughts, those old thoughts still override it. That's why you have to double down and triple down on stuff just to get in, just to get those thoughts right. That's why they said that's why it's so challenging to get out of the hood because those thoughts are there and you got people around you with those thoughts. And you, you really battle it. That's what, you, man, the people that win who never had anything, the ones who start creating new generations of wealth and stuff, that's a, that was a super fight, man. Because you had everybody pulling against you. And I mean, that's you why everybody pulling against me. That's why I'm an introvert. Because I'm battling myself every day. And then you coming with this negativity, you meaning other people, mm-hmm. that's how I became an introvert. Because, like you say, you find that battle every day on your own, and then other people bring their battles. It's just it's more challenging. That's right. why you have to change your environment, though. Right. Change the environment and stick to it. Like, you know, what I you know, I always say when I change mine, I just want to read books and separate it from a lot of people. Now, you know, your head will fight with you on that. You know, your thoughts will fight with you on that because as I was reading, my thoughts were saying, man, why are you doing this? This ain't going to, you know. Your boys over there, you know, they they were looking, you know, you 
not hanging around them, you're not hanging around your family, you know, ain't nothing changed in your life. I don't see nothing different. You're still driving that same car. You still got this, you know, ain't nothing happening with you. And you call yourself reading. You done read, look at them books you read over there, three, four of them books, five. Look at that. Well, so so what? You know, they ought to having a good time. And you call yourself separating reading books and, you know, or you separating from them. No one, those thoughts, man, I, I had to battle that. Still do. You know, you know, man, you you really believe reading gonna change your life? You really believe that stuff? Because see, these are thoughts that've been with me for years, and they're not gonna just let me go like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're not gonna just oh, you decide to think another way. Uh, go ahead, Tony. We'll talk to you later. No, they they're gonna they're gonna do their best to keep me in line there. Like, what are you doing, man? Don't you? I, I remember those. Things in my head at that time saying, you know, and I remember how many, how, how I was talking to it all the time and reading it, just saying, look, man, I, you know, I'm not about to do what most people do. I got to change that. I'm not about to, remember, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but I told this story before. I remember one time coming home and, you know, I was staying in this condo I had bought. This was in 98 or 99 or something like that. And I had been, you know, I think I came from Birmingham or from Nashville or somewhere. It was one of those where I went to do a meeting and drove home late at night, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many late nights I, I mean coming home. I remember one time I stopped in the middle of 20 coming from Birmingham. I, I, I God was with me because I literally stopped. If you hit me, LaVonda. On 20. It had to be like maybe <laughs> 1 or 2 in the morning. <laughs> I stopped my car. <laughs> like, you know, I stopped because I thought it was a mountain right in front of me. I swear. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, what is this mountain out here for? I just stopped. You know, I got home. I said, Lord, thank you. <laughs> I said, I just, I mean, I'm going to stop it. It was nobody out on the highway, though. But, <laughs> so, but when I, I remember pulling into the parking lot and I got out, and I just, I was standing outside my car, and I, you know, every light was off. And I just saying to myself, I ain't going to be like y'all. I don't care. I'm just not going to be like y'all. I even started saying it even louder. Somebody probably said, it's a fool out there talking to himself at 3 o'clock in the morning or something. <laughs> but I'm saying to myself, I'm not going to be like y'all. I'm just not. I will not. I promise you I will not. And I went in the house and went to sleep, you know what I'm saying, because I, I I just wasn't going to do it. And, you know, I, I just was not going to be like that. Now, some people will say, well, ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, that's fine. If that's how you think and that's what you want. But saying for me, as they say, for me in my house, that was not the case. And I, I would say, fortunately, I was at that time by myself, wasn't married, so I don't have to deal with, even though I don't have to deal with that now, you know, I never had that issue from my wife that, you know, she never said anything like that. But a lot of y'all had to deal with that stuff from your husband or your wife or your girlfriend, boyfriend. So I just, I never dealt with that like that. But it's that thought, that thought process I had to fight all the time because it just don't go away. You know, it just don't leave you because you made up your mind that you're going to change now. Matter of fact, it probably doubles down on you more than anything because it don't want to let you go. Won't let you go. Man. I wish we could do this book club for like like two hours on Saturday instead of one. 
But most of y'all already, some of y'all might have, <laughs> I ain't going to say that. Let's wrap it up. So, LaVon, you got anything you just want to say about this book so far? Or, you know, I think you finished the book, right? I did. I, I don't have anything else to say other than I'm so glad that Jackie recommended this book because um, I think he said this recently that all of the books really say the same thing, but they say it in a different mm-hmm. way. But I think this book says it in the best way for people to understand it. You know, mm-hmm. especially for somebody who's just getting into uh, changing their thoughts and their mindset. It speaks right. to you on a level where you can understand it. Okay. All right. Well, appreciate you, ma'am. Uh, your other uh, boot camp people texting me saying, we here. We here. <laughs> <laughs> we here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I hear you. But you're not on here with me. LaVonda's on here. So, but, um. They left me. Pre- was that? They left me. Uh-huh. <laughs> now they calling me a hater over here, so. <laughs> only my only my problem child says that. <laughs> All right, so guess what? Now, you can't, you can't jump in. Levon, you got a text just because you're on the moderator on me. You can now you you can just answer these. All right, I got I got some good stuff today, man. When it comes to let me see who gonna who is close to twenty five dollars. Let's see who. See, Kim, you got to get this so you can you know cash out your twenty five dollars a day. You and a couple more people can eat at Subway <laughs> up in Philly. Let's see here. Uh, I'm looking for the points here. Let's see who has the points. Um, where are we for the book club? Let's see. Uh, uh, that's not the book club. Let me find the book club. All right, I got it. Okay. Oh, no, I was looking for something. Yeah, you're right. Y'all get paid. Y'all get cash today. Ain't no build up. So whatever you answer you get, you get it. <laughs> ten dollars. The whole ten. All right, let's go here. I got to tell me who this is. I'm going to give you a hint on this one. This person was born in right outside of Detroit, right outside of Detroit, Michigan. And uh, that's the only hint you're going to get. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> well, let's say I, I don't go by the name of Esther, but, yes, that is my Hebrew name. Yep. How do you get it? Did you pick it? I chose it, yeah. Why? I was named after my mother. My mother died when she was very young of cancer. And in the, in the metaphysical world, I wanted to attach myself to another name. So um, and this is no way a negation right, of who my mother is. So I read about all the women. In- Why your, your name is not programmed in my phone, whoever this is, let's see. Why is that? Text me your name. <laughs> I know you want to text me the cash app, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to let y'all hear it again, though. But we already got a winner, so somebody, if you text now and say, oh, this is what it is, I already got a, it's a 706 number. You got to send me your, uh, unless, you're, unless you're, you're a secret agent or something. Let's go, with, let's go with it again. And I love the story of Queen Esther. <laughs> well, 
let's say I, I don't go by the name of Esther, but yes, that is my Hebrew name. Yeah. How do you get it? Did you pick it? I chose it. Yeah. Why? I was named after my mother. My mother died when she was very young, of cancer, and in the in the metaphysical world, I wanted to attach myself to another name. So, um, and this is no way a negation of who my mother is. So I read about all the women in the Old Testament, and I love the story of Queen Esther. All right. So that voice was Madonna. Okay. Come on. Why are you not in? <laughs> I did call you out, didn't you? She's making a comeback. <laughs> Don't call her the comeback. I've been here for months. <laughs> yeah, that's Madonna, though. Y'all, ain't, y'all didn't know Madonna's voice? You didn't know that, Levanda? No, she sounds like she's British or something. <laughs> On that tape. Okay. <laughs> From outside of Michigan. All right, so. All right, let's go with a um, a man. I'm going to give you one hit on this one. This is the easy one here. You should get it. No, I'm going to give you that one. Let me go. Let's go with this one. No, let's go with this one. All right. This guy was a politician. Or, yeah, was a politician. I would, wait a minute. I was yeah. brutally honest in that book. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to put that in that book. But I was honest. Because my mother taught me a long time ago. When I was growing up, I had to get a whipping every day for a lad or something. Matt, where have you been? I don't know, Mama. You don't? Pop, 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 pop. Mm-hmm. We can do this. In fact, I would go to church with my mother and sit in the back of the the church. And occasionally... See, I think Kim being funny to Mr. Ross Perot and George Bush. You all know that's not... That's a brother. We take a quarter, three of us, three quarters out of the collection box and go up to the drugstore and get some ice cream. Come back and slide in... Hear the sermon, etc. One day, my mother met me at the church house door. So, where have you been, Mama? Bam, 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 bam. Oh, bam, bam. Yeah. So she taught me the hard way mm-hmm. that you shouldn't lie, not deliberately, by omission or commission. So I wanted people to believe that I was telling the truth about all of what I said. Because if you disbelieve one part of it, you're going to disbelieve all other part of it. Hmm. I have led an incredible life. I've overcome, with God's help and some people, so many obstacles. Mm-hmm. Being born poor and black, that's enough. Not people to their knees. Nelson Mandela, okay. I'm going to do it one more time. I was, wait a minute. I was yeah. brutally honest in that book. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to put that in that book. But I was honest. Because my mother taught me a long time ago, when I was growing up, I had to get a whipping every day for a ladder or something. Now, you, where you been? I don't know, Mama. You don't? Pop, 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 pop. Mm-hmm. We can do this. In fact, I would go to church with my mother and sit in the back of the, the church. And occasionally, we'd take a quarter, three of us, three quarters out of the collection box. And go up to the drugstore, get some ice cream, come back to slide in. 
he had a sermon, etc. One day my mother met me at the church house door. So where have you been? Mama, I, some, bam, 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 oh, bam, lie. bam. Yeah. So she taught me the hard way uh-huh. that you shouldn't lie. Not deliberately, by omission or commission. So I wanted people to believe. All right, we got a winner. I should have I stopped it. Both of y'all came at the same time, too. What did I say we're going to do when they have a tie? And Mr. Ronald. Mr. Ronald, you know that don't sound like Andrew Young. Andrew Young sounds more professional than that guy. <laughs> he said whoopings. So Randy and uh, Dr. Bowden and Reggie came at the exact same time. The exact same time. Is that is that one of those things like they do with the music where you can put the thing on there and you, they'll tell you who the voice is? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So what did I say I was going to do when we have a tie? Do you remember that, Lamont? No, I don't remember. Oh, I think okay. you split the money, maybe. I split the money. <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. pay both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I called Mr. Ronald out. He said, don't be calling me out. <laughs> hey, watch it. Hey. Be careful. He said, don't be calling me out. <laughs> now, you know I'm going to call you out on this call. That's what I do. I'm a professional Call out her. <laughs> I'm gonna call you out now. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> you ain't know the answer, but you knew it. Pay both. That's what I said. I'm gonna pay both. Wow. Okay. I said that. Okay. What that means, I'm gonna pay uh, Doctor Bowden, and I'm gonna pay. Uh, uh, Randy, that also. So y'all got to send me your cash out. But the answer is, and and shame on you, Kim. That's right down your neighborhood. Uh, Marion Barry, the mayor of D.C. twice. <laughs> Marion Barry got popped in that hotel room. Then he came back and won again. I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. I met him in college at Jackson State. He came and spoke at our school. Right? It was a they had like this black mayor's tour around the country or something like that. And I remember going up to him. I remember this, I'm not lying to y'all. I'm not lying to y'all. I remember going up to him and I told him I grew up in Birmingham and I said, you know, you know, our mayor, you know, uh, uh, Mayor Arrington, because Arrington had been a mayor for, you know, for two terms, I think, I guess. I don't, I don't know. For a while, I don't know about how many terms that you can have, but I know Mayor Arrington was a mayor for, in Birmingham for a long time. And, uh, and you know, they was trying to get him. They was trying to, you know, catch him, you know, doing something crooked or whatever. But I'm not lying to you. Uh, Marion Barry looked me in my eyes, and I was, you know, freshman in college, sophomore in college. And he said to me, we don't F with him. <laughs> I'm like, dang you know, and I guess, you know, Ayrton was kind of known for being uh, a little more conservative brother than the rest of the crew. You know, he was, you know, he might have leaned a little bit more the other way, but that joker said to me, we don't F with him. I said, <laughs> Wow. Mary and Barry. So when I heard about the other stuff that was going on with him, I could believe it. 
I literally can believe it because he didn't have a problem saying that right there. All right, so uh, let's go. Let's keep it going here. Barry said, that didn't set me up. He was talking about his book because he was being honest in his book about how he got, how he was, you know, got caught smoking crack in the hotel and, and who he was with and all that kind of stuff. So, all right, let's go with uh, this one. What kind of hint can I give you on this one? I'll just say this person's from the U.K. I want to prepare them because they have to have thick skin. They do. I mean, you know, I also want them to know that they're getting, they, since someone says, no, you're not right, they may feel like they're getting, they're getting, basically, we, they, we are, when we go up for a casting, when I went up for a casting, I was getting rejected for my looks. So, that's also something you have to protect All right. from. I don't Hold on, man. Doc, I'm going to start, I'm, I'm starting not to, I don't know, it's some, I don't know about this, Doc. How you coming with these answers like that? I don't know. I'm going to have to ask Dr. Nicole about you, what's going on, because <laughs> how you coming up with these answers that quick, man? I don't, you know, this right here is a red flag. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But he got, you know, he, he has the answer, so uh, I'm going to play it out, though, see if y'all figure it out. But he already figured it out. I want them to leave feeling bad about themselves. They were just not right for that particular job. So it's important to get these things across because it's a fine line. And I don't want them getting, you know, hurt or emotionally distressed in any way. All right, that was Naomi Campbell. You know who that is, the model? Naomi Campbell. So, Doc Bowden, you got that one again, huh? Okay, so he he up twenty. Doc up twenty dollars. Okay. Let's see if you get this one then. I'm gonna give you a hint. He was on the TV show. No, I can't tell you that. Well, I don't know. Some of y'all might not remember this, but he's done a, no a number of movies. But he was on The Wire, the TV show The Wire. All right, here we go. I think right around the time Hardball came around, when I started shooting the movie Hardball, it was right when I was growing my hair out. So it was always that awkward stage between, you know, a low cut like this and, like, getting braids, because I think that was, like, a rite of passage also, like, in my community growing up, was definitely growing your hair out and getting braids and locks and stuff like that. So that was definitely an awkward um, phase for me. I would describe myself in high school as hardly there. You know, I think I was, I was always back and forth to New York, auditions. I tried to have as much of a, a, a normal high school life as I could and still try to be a working actor. Hey, Doc won again. A, a difficult balance. Y'all got to stop Doc from winning, man. Dang. Y'all coming late with the answer, though. But he's already won. Wow. But I said they driving, no excuses with that. <laughs> all right. Uh, I know y'all going to say I text that, but Doc texted before all y'all. Um, and it's Michael B. Jordan. Well, two of y'all just said Michael Jordan. Like, it can't be Michael Jordan because that's the Bulls, Michael Jordan. But that's Michael B. Jordan. Boy, you on the road, Doc. Let's see what else can we do here. 
Some is that four. We had Madonna, Michael B. Jordan, Naomi Campbell, and we had Marion Barry. So we got two more. Here we go. All right. I'll tell you a hint on this person. Um, what can I say? Uh, what kind of hint can I give you on this person here? Um, she had a few brothers. I put it that way. Because we need help to follow our dreams sometimes. That's why we need support systems, because they help us to recognize things that we wouldn't ordinarily see sometimes. I mean, I've been singing since I was four. How would I know I'm supposed to sing at four? I had no vision, but my mom and dad did, okay? And thank goodness they had vision. See, I was just making my mud pies at four, see? And uh, it was a whole other ball game for me. And then as I grew up, um, I finally learned to uh-huh. appreciate this gift Kim. that Heavenly Father had given. Oh, yeah, Kim, she in the game. You just said you, now. Tim, Kim just texted me, said she quit, and you just came up with that one. Somebody, is somebody there feeding you? <laughs> I let it play yeah, out because I didn't even realize it at that in my early years, even though we were trained and brought up into the spiritual environment, um, that veil doesn't lift until we're all ready. And have gone through some things. And have gone through some things. All right. That was the the midnight train of Georgia lady, Gladys Knight. I don't know how you got that one, Kim. What's somebody... <laughs> you need to tell me how you got that one. How you know about Gladys Knight? Your mom used to listen to her a lot or something? All right, we got one more. Here's the last one. Oh, you remember her story. Okay, here's the last one. Uh, what kind of hint can I give you? I've talked about this guy before. That's what, that's my hint. I would say here's another hint I use on. Uh, I use this. I use his story when it comes to. Um, I use his story when it comes to the game plan. Nah, I just. Hey. For me, that was my major goal. That was the biggest thing that I set for myself throughout my career to do this three times. And after I did that, I was like, I didn't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, my sponsors allowed my sponsors offer me a lot of money to stay on, but for me, it wasn't. There was no drive to continue, and money. The money does drive you, but for me, it wasn't something I wanted. To do. All right, Levon got that one. So. Maybe I, I maybe I was uh, shouldn't have gave y'all that hint because you heard the game plan. I always use his story over and over and over. Uh, who is Jason? Doctor Nicole said Jason. Who is Jason? Jason. Thank you, Phil. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. It took me some time last night to come up with these. He said, great diversity on these. Uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, sir. I said, it took me some time to come up with these last night. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, the answer is, uh, LaVonda got it, is Usain Bolt, the track star. 
the track star. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, Doc Bowden walking away with all the dough today. Did he get thirty dollars? Let me see. Is that thirty you got? Man, I'm about to pay you in increments, man. I had to give you ten this week, ten next week, and <laughs> but yeah, put your payment, your stuff on layaway. Um, you won three times, right? Let's see. Yeah. Is it right? Yeah, he won three times a day. Okay. Dang. What happened to Mark? Where you at, Mark? <laughs> Yeah, man, I got I got to come back to some hip hop music for you, man. <laughs> Mark said, man, <laughs> Mark said you got me out here working on Saturday just to give me some subway money, man. I, <laughs> I got to bring the hip hop for you, man. Okay, all right, we might do that. I kind of like this better though. <laughs> Make y'all think. I don't think you can really cheat that much on this one. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, Mark. I ain't gonna call you out, man. I, I'll come back next week with some uh, with some young thug, and uh, I don't know. Come back with you know whatever. <laughs> but speaking of that, I'm just gonna leave y'all with this. This I, I feel again today, and we out of here. <laughs> I be feeling like the man when I walk through. Can't tell me what you're saying when I walk through. I got all these people there when I walk through. I done made a few bands on the walk through. Hey, why me walk through? Hey, why me walk through? Hey, why me walk through? I done made a few bands on the walk through. I done made a few bands on the walk through. People don't know now I don't talk to. Me and Problem in the grip still boss too. I don't walk through with Gucci on my feet. Who got more money, you or me? I'ma walk through usually with my dream. They believe that I got the tool on me. I done so past security. Do you need glasses? Just you see me. When I'm coming full speed, got that V12 running. And I'ma jump the fence if I see 12 coming. Even if I walk blind, I could still smell money. I can't trust no outside because they could tell them. I'm the alphabet boy because I keep a L on me. I it's money over here, what you thought, clown? Play crazy while you're high, how you knock down? No frowns around here, bro, we all smile. G Tevy just dropped, got off now. Mom said the boy out when I walked through. Scarface for he died in part two. How your people tell promoters that I'm coming, park me in the front. Leave she running, here's a honey, what up? Flip you believe like a coin, better call it. She got a time for his big rig ballin' new. She bout to rock the boy Mike, tell his feedback. The realest look out my city and I mean that. Feeling like the man when I walk through. Can't tell me what you're saying when I walk through. I got all these walk there when I walk through. I done made a few bands on the walk through.